Welcome to the Work-Life Balance Project. Hey everybody, welcome to the Work-Life Balance Project. This is Steven, and I'm here with my wife, Hannah. Hi! (laughs) We're super excited about this week's podcast episode. As I told you last week, Hannah is going to interview Tom's wife, Sarah. Tom was on the podcast last week and had some great insights about being an entrepreneur and a parent of five kids under five, but Hannah thought it would be a great idea to also interview his wife, Sarah. So Hannah, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you thought it would be such a great idea to hear from the other side of the work-life balance? So actually what happened was... Stephen has been doing this podcast and he's been able to meet all these really cool people and interview them. And um, I've always been involved behind the scenes, but I thought it would be fun to interview people as well. And so I had the idea of interviewing moms that I just am really inspired by. And I thought of Sarah and it wasn't until after that I realized that Sarah's husband started his own company. So it was kind of funny that that they both were really, really fun to interview because of their situation. But before we found out that her husband had started his own company, I had been following Sarah on social media and just been really impressed by her optimism and her involvement in lots of different things and also being the mom of five and she's my age and her oldest is five. And that was just really amazing to me. And so learning the other side of the business that they've built together in addition to being awesome parents was kind of a bonus. Yeah. And Hannah says she's been involved behind the scenes. I got to tell you how much she's been involved. She has been the driving force of this podcast and I'm super grateful to her. And I think that she's even worthy of an interview at some point in time, but well, you won't visit that this week. (laughs) No, (laughs) She's unprepared for that. So in this week's, episode, like Steven mentioned, I'll be talking with Sarah Clark, who is the wife of Tom Clark, who Steven interviewed. And it's kind of funny, the day that we interviewed this, it was actually the first time any of us had met in real life, but Sarah and I felt like we were friends because we'd been following each other on social media for a little while. And um, we took turns with all of the seven children between the two families in the basement. So you can hear them a little bit (laughs) at certain parts of the podcast, but... That's how mom life goes, right? And anyway, I mentioned before, but I just really wanted to interview Sarah because she has this Instagram page that I find really inspiring. She has a YouTube channel. She has a blog. And then throughout the interview, I also found out that she went to esthetician school and she used to have a jewelry making company. And since airing the podcast, or not airing it, since recording the podcast, she has actually decided to go back to school and is doing school online. So she's just an incredibly impressive, driven woman and mother. And I really enjoy talking with her about her thoughts on motherhood and how she got involved with the different things that she does, as well as how she can be a support to her husband, both just as a working professional and also as an entrepreneur and they've actually been involved in a few companies together, which has was really, really interesting to learn about. With no further ado, I guess, well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I hope you enjoy the interview. 
Why don't you go ahead and just give a quick backstory on the timeline of how you and Tom met and then your family and how that started and stuff. Okay, so we've been married for six and a half years, I guess seven in December, and we met, we were both going to UVU, well, I was going to UVU and he decided college wasn't his route. (laughs) (laughs) So he's very entrepreneurial, I'm sure, in his episode, they talk about that. So we met, we were married six months later, had our first baby the next year, second baby the next year, third, fourth, and fifth the next year. (laughs) (laughs) And so So. with that, when did his company, has he started more than one company? He has. So um, he's done a couple of startups, but this particular company that we're in right now, he started pretty much right after I got out of the hospital from having our four-year-old. So you had, that was your second baby? Yep. That was our second our and daughter. he, how did he decide to take off from the company that he'd been to start this new one? You know, that was actually, it was kind of a hard decision and it wasn't necessarily supported by a lot of people uh-huh. because he had a great job and we were in a great situation. He just felt, and he had felt this for a long time, but it was just kind of coming out where he's like, I love my job. I think it's great, but I really want to own something. And that's that's him to the core is like he ownership yeah he just really wanted to own something because that was his dream since I'm pretty sure since he was just a little boy mm-hmm. like he's always been very entrepreneurial and that's it was just the time like it wasn't the right time I don't think that there is a right time to do that <laughs> but it was something that he wanted to do and kind of just made a leap of faith and I'm like if you feel like this is what you need to do we will do it I had some postpartum after our second and so it wasn't necessarily like the greatest time emotionally or timing wise when you have a newborn that's never easy and another baby at home but I don't know it just kind of worked out how were you able to support Tom and his idea of starting this new company while also trying to be realistic with okay I just had a baby <laughs> and we have a one-year-old you know I don't I honestly don't know if we thought about it logically <laughs> because well I we did we thought about it logically financially can we do this can we sus- support and sustain ourselves for however long without a paycheck our finances in a good place for this we did go through all those questions because those are important Mm -hmm. but we pretty much just did the same thing that we do when we decide to have a baby we did went off the feeling yeah (laughs) and I feel like if you think logically about something for too long you can talk yourself out of anything absolutely and so there has to be a balance of like gut and whatever higher power you believe in as well as the logic and it needs to all kind of come together and marry to make a decision like that because it's not ever really going to make sense (laughs) right well and you were saying how are you ever ready to start a company I've heard a lot of people say I mean same about kids like are you ever really ready to be a parent yeah you just have to jump into it and it's probably a very similar situation with because the company is kind of a baby in a lot of the same It really ways. is. It's our sixth baby. <laughs> it came third, but it's our sixth baby. <laughs> How did you contribute, especially in those early phases of the company starting? <laughs> because obviously, I'm sure it was on Tom's mind all the time. He yep. was trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. In what ways did he involve you? Did you make yourself involved? How did that work? Yeah. So definitely starting company... <laughs> not sugarcoating it it's all consuming like that's all he's thinking about that's all I'm thinking about because that's 
that's your well-being. That's mm-hmm. what's going to feed your family or not. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, we. I actually felt um, Tom and I, we communicate really well together. And so I felt like I was pretty hands-on. And I tried as much as I could to help him, help him develop the idea. At our kitchen table, we would be talking about, like, could this work? What changes, like... I don't know. We talked about it a lot. We talked about it all the time, actually. So I felt like I knew everybody we were working with. I knew what was in the pipeline when it came to, like, who we were trying to work with and what we were trying to do. And, like, all those details I felt like I was really involved with in the beginning stages. Now that it's grown, I know a lot less. (laughs) Just in the day-to-day. Just in general. Yeah, day-to-day, just because it's kind of grown out of out of our hands whereas right. before we had to, we were in charge of every single little it's detail it's not a newborn anymore it's like a teenager. yeah <laughs> yeah it's functioning whether or not we're part of those details and so mm-hmm. that's a great thing that's a great blessing but it also feels like your baby's kind of grown out of that stage uh-huh. yeah yeah is it hard to be because obviously you did contribute a lot but you're kind of more behind the scenes a little bit was that hard I don't know. I just don't know because he's is... going to work every day. Everyone's seeing yeah. him. Everyone's seeing the work that he's putting in. But you're just home. Yeah. Tom is really great in that way where, not that I think I deserve credit, but he gives me credit mm-hmm. probably even when I don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I always felt really validated um, because anytime he shared this story about like just where it, where it had come from and how it started, he was really good about including me. And so I didn't feel left out in that way. But yeah. I felt like he'd come home and I'd be on him, like, tell me every detail. You'd expect a full report. I would. I would expect a full report. And he was probably exhausted, but I just needed to know because I was so involved. And I'm still kind of like that, but I, it's a little bit different now. Mm-hmm. Now, though, with how the company has grown, mm-hmm. what is a typical work week look like for him? Um, it, it looks different from week to week. Okay. Sometimes there might be something big happening where he has to come home and 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 log back on and log back in yeah he's not fully cut away from work right on certain days and certain weeks certain months but um usually he'll get up go to crossfit he will come home and do some personal study do whatever he's doing that early in the morning and then he'll go off to work and when he comes home he's really hands-on with the kids he's a great dad so that's awesome he's really good at speaking and he will travel a lot so how do you decide when he's home what of that time should be spent with just you mm-hmm. and what of that time should be spent together as a family? You know, we try and make sure that we get a date night so that every is week, helpful. every month, every week we try and at least leave even if it's just to go down the street to go through like a drink place mm-hmm. and <laughs> just just to get like 10 minutes away together. And do you bring a babysitter in for that 10 minutes? I will usually try to get a babysitter yeah but our kids since they are so young they go to bed pretty early so that's kind of how we have defined it is he comes home and it's all about the kids he will say hi to me we'll give each other a hug and a kiss he will play with them while I finish up dinner or whatever I'm fin- whatever I'm doing and um when it's time for their bedtime it's bedtime and then it's our time what time do they go to bed they go to bed about seven. I feel like it's a good amount of time before we go to bed, especially because we are kind of night owls. We're trying to break that yeah. <laughs> cycle, but it does feel like a good amount of time together because they do go to bed so early. Does he try to avoid working during that time? Yeah. So usually if he needs to work, he'll warn me. He'll be like, hey, I'm so excited to hang out with you. I have two emails that I have to respond to. Um, <laughs> he's pretty good about that. And then we're together. So 
sometimes together it looks like we're both sitting working on our phones on for an hour. Projects. Yeah, working on different projects, but we're sitting next to each other. But usually we're talking, we're cleaning up, we're the, the house that has become a horrendous disaster <laughs> in like <laughs> the hours that the kids are awake. <laughs> or we're watching like a show. And so any of those things, but that's kind of our time once the kids go to bed. And I know your kids are a little young, but do you have any systems like father-daughter dates or like does he do individual time with the kids? So anytime we do an individual date with the kids, we usually both go. We will get a babysitter for the other three kids and or other four four kids. kids. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get a babysitter. Um, and for sure, this happens on their birthday every year. So they're at least getting a full day undivided attention by themselves once a year. With, you have your children really close together mm-hmm. and Tom started his business. Yeah. Was that ever a concern that because like that you should hold <laughs> off on adding to your family because you yeah. weren't sure what the financial situation was going to be like? Yeah, that was definitely a conversation because I get super sick during pregnancy and it's the whole time. And there is a lot that goes into that. Just, I mean, they're still great. I still enjoy it. And it's, it's just a, blessing, a miracle. It's, it's a, a trial at the same time. Yeah, totally. And so that was a conversation that we had. Um, same as the company. Like, I don't think there's ever, I mean, there is a right time to have kids and it's whenever they come. <laughs> but uh, there's no, not usually a logical time. Like, there's always going to be something going on, I feel like. Um, we literally, again, same as the company just went off of a feeling off of the thought that we should do this and that we wanted them close and we can do hard things was the main, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the underlying, the underlying theme with when we were having our kids while building the company, looking back on it, I'm like, holy crap, that was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time you just kind of take it one day. Yeah. At the time we were like, we're just going to do this. And I know it's crazy and it's seems insane to everyone in the outside world, but this is what's going to work for us. And we would love to have our company in a good position where we can potentially travel or do cool things with all of our kids here and be able to raise them and not have to worry about having those sick pregnancies later on when it would be a better time for the company for us to do those things. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. You hear in motherhood, at least I've heard this quote, that says you can't fill from an empty cup. Yeah. And I really like that quote because I think it's very valid mm-hmm. in the idea that, especially as moms, we give and give. And I think dad, dads also, mm-hmm. we give and give to our children, but you can only give so much until you really need to take care of yourself. You totally. need to be taking care of yourself first. But by that point, you're like depleted. Right. <laughs> so what are some things that you have found to mm-hmm. quote unquote fill your cup that like Mm -hmm. help you as a mom with five kids five and under to just really be able to feel like your own person so that you can give to them and I know we kind of talked about this earlier but I didn't really get a babysitter until a regular babysitter until we had our fourth child and that is something that I regrets the wrong word I just it's something I learned from Mm -hmm. and something that I wouldn't recommend to other parents I mean, and I don't have a full-time nanny, but I do have an awesome girl who comes on a set day of the week, and that's my time to go and get things done, whether that means sitting in my room and answering emails, or if that's running down to Costco without all five of the kids with me, which I also do, but sometimes it's nice to just cut the trip in half, (laughs) the time (laughs) of the trip, and um, save my sanity that day, and... 
And how many hours does she come for? It depends. So sometimes she's here for just a few hours. Sometimes she's here all day. And then Tom and I will go make a date of it in the same day. And sometimes I'll have her come back another time during the week. It just depends on what that week's looking like or if there are appointments. Obviously, during pregnancy, she came a few times a week just while I would go to the hospital and get an IV. Mm -hmm. And so it looks a lot different now that the baby's born and I'm feeling a lot better. Um, And we're still trying to figure that out. But she was a great help during the pregnancy when I, I needed to either go to the doctor or just puke in peace <laughs> in my bathroom. And I feel like as the other kids get older, they are more helpful. Um, when we had our third baby, they were all under two and a half. And I didn't want to get a babysitter because then that would mean I had to clean my house because I was so <laughs> overwhelmed and I was drowning in laundry, drowning in all these babies that I loved so much, but I was just like, oh, like thinking about it now, I'm like, I, that girl needed some help. <laughs> like she, I could have used that babysitter once a week. Uh, getting time with my husband fills my cup. Um, even if it's just for those 10 minutes to go get that drink. I love massages. Those are like my happy place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like if I get that, I'm good for like months. So sometimes that's like a big treat. I don't know. Even just literally being at the grocery store for half an hour, I come back a new mom. So <laughs> if I can get a cute little neighbor girl to come over while I run to the store sometimes, then that's great. Did yeah. you ever feel guilty for having a babysitter or for leaving? Oh, absolutely. And And that's... Yeah, what did you do to, like, combat that guilt? Mm -hmm. So that's why I didn't have a regular babysitter till our fourth baby. I felt guilty because I'm like, I chose to have these kids. They're my responsibility. (laughs) I can do it. I'm tough. I can do hard things. I just went through this crappy pregnancy. I can take care of these kids. And I'm so grateful to have them. And if I get a babysitter, then I'm blah, 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 blah. And... That's obviously not how it is, and anyone from the outside in would tell you otherwise, but as moms, we, like, tell these lies to ourselves <laughs> subconsciously. I don't think we're doing it on purpose. Right. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I was comparing myself to other people or anything. It was just totally internally, like, I should be able to handle this, and I chose to have these babies. And it just goes back to what you said. You can't fill from an empty cup. By the time I got a babysitter, I was depleted, and I should have been maintaining that a lot sooner. <laughs> and I don't think that you need to be paying a babysitter necessarily. A lot of people have family nearby. A lot of people can trade with other moms. In my situation, I felt like trading wasn't the best option for me just because I was sick and pregnant or I had so many little tiny kids and I didn't feel like it was fair to the other mom. But for a lot of people, that is an amazing option just to be able to get out for a few hours and then let the other mom, you know, vice versa, be able to go out. How did, when you mentioned Tom has to travel sometimes. Mm-hmm. So how do you, do you have strategies for handling that? <laughs> like one second at a time. That's, <laughs> that's basically what we do. I try and make sure to stick to bedtime. So even if he's out of town and we're not hanging out at night, then um, I get that time for myself. So usually at the end of the day, if I'm by myself for that long, I'm sitting on the couch and I don't know, doing whatever. Do you, do you try to always have the kids Skype him before they go to bed or does that not necessarily work depending on where he's traveling? It does depend where he's traveling. Um, we do FaceTime and we do talk on the phone 
And I think we could even be better about that. And I think it would help the kids <laughs> because they do miss him a lot when he's gone. It's always a work in progress. When he travels, how long is he usually gone for? It just depends. He'll try and make the trip as short as possible because he knows that that's just easier on me, especially when he has to travel like multiple weeks in a row. And so if he won't go out just for extra days just to play. Right. <laughs> usually he's going out for the time that he needs to be there and then he's coming home and tries to make his flight late at night or early in the morning, whatever, whatever he knows would, because um, he misses us when he's gone too. So Sarah has all these outlets, creative outlets. She has, she, she makes these videos, she has a blog, Instagram. How did you discover that hobby and <laughs> how did you get into that in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've always really liked writing. And so after, oh, let's see, I don't even know which baby, probably all of them. <laughs> I think we all go through a little crisis after each one. We're like, okay, wait. I, I mean, you spend so much energy and time like growing this human, and if you're sick, then that adds another element to it. And I don't know, you just kind kind of lose yourself. And I I hate saying that because it sounds negative, but I think it's just something that everybody goes through. Well, you like rediscover yourself. Maybe. Yeah, you have to go through a period of rediscover. Like, who am I now as mm -hmm. a mom of two, or who am mm -hmm. I now as a mom, or you know, just every transition, you're kind of a new person and yeah. so you have to refine that I think that's a great way to put it actually so yeah you have to redefine what your motherhood looks like what your indiv individuality looks like like with every phase mm -hmm. and each baby is kind of a new phase and so I was like what do I even like to do and I didn't know the answer to that question and so I'm like hey I'm gonna find the answer and Tom was like we need to find the answer for you. <laughs> and oh, it was after our first baby. So I just, I told him, I, I didn't have postpartum after him, but I did get some baby blues and just kind of that crisis of like, oh my gosh, like I feel like so unproductive. I just mm -hmm. came from growing this human and now I'm taking care of him, which is great, but I feel unproductive, which is ridiculous when you think about it because moms are like the most productive people on the planet. Like even if we're not trying <laughs> to you be. you are, but. <laughs> no, but I mean, I feel like it's productive to have a child or adopt a child or foster a child and then take care of them and keep them fed throughout the day. Like that's very productive. <laughs> but I just felt like that's how I was feeling. I feel unproductive. I feel like I don't know what I like to do. And Tom even asked me like, okay, well, what are your hobbies? And I just looked at him and I started to cry because I was like, I don't know. I don't know what my hobbies are. <laughs> and so then he helped me come up with a list and he literally had to do this for me. Like I had just turned into this like baby and <laughs> he got out a piece of paper and drew lines on it and was like, hey, tell me what you like to do. What did you like to do at one point? What would you like to do in the future or become good at? And so we made this list and... Um, I don't know. It just kind of opened my mind and it got me excited. And I was like, well, I've always wanted to do this. And so when our baby was however many months old, probably five months old, I decided to go back to aesthetic school. Not back. I decided to start aesthetic school. <laughs> I had done three or four years of college and at the university. And I'm like, I could finish up three semesters to get my degree or I could do something I think I really want to do. And so off we went to aesthetic school <laughs> and it's not even what I'm doing now, but it led me to meet a lot of people that 
have become dear friends and it led me on a path of like that self-discovery that made me feel a lot more comfortable with who I am now, probably more than I've ever been before. So that was a very long answer. No, that was great. (laughs) Going along with that, I feel like what I would say to any mom that feels like they're going through that crisis of some sort of not knowing who they are, needing to rediscover or reevaluate is you just need to become a yes girl (laughs) and just say yes to things. And if someone invites you somewhere, say yes. And if you see an opportunity on Groupon or like (laughs) for a paint night and you're like, I've always wanted to paint, say yes to it. Like you never know, even if you feel like you are bad at it or would be bad at it or you, you're sure that you're bad at it. You know, you just never know until you try it and try it again and just try and discover new things that, I don't know, you, you'll never know unless you say yes. And same with building a company. There's not a right time to do things. You just got to say yes and move forward. And how did that translate to you starting your blog and your Instagram? So after, after aesthetic school, I started a hand-stamped jewelry company with a friend and so we, we did that for a little while and then we decided to kind of go our own ways. And then I started a different hand stamp jewelry company with a different style and, um, called it the dainty pear. And our, we named it after our daughter whose nickname is pear. I, I really enjoyed it and it was labor intensive and it was me. Like I, <laughs> if an order came in, I had to fulfill the order and I did it. I would fulfill orders while I was nursing our third baby. Like, oh. like he was a newborn and I'm like, I got to get this order done. <laughs> and this is when you still didn't do babysitters. And, and yeah, I, this is when I rarely had babysitters come. I was fulfilling orders from until like three in the morning and waking up at five in the morning. And oh it just, my. it wasn't healthy at all. Uh, <laughs> but that's kind of just how it started. But I loved it. Like I loved interacting with people. I loved sharing on Instagram, like, this is what I made today. And there's something that I, that's validating about that. And I don't, that wasn't like a conscious thing. It's just like, if you can gain a group of friends and like on this cool, in this cool community of social media, like that are appreciating what you're doing and they're kind. And like, you just grow, you gain new friends by like following people. I, I don't know. Just the whole thing was kind of fun. Then when I got pregnant with our fifth, I was like, okay, And before that, I had kind of slowed down. Occasionally, I'd have people come in and help me, like, package so that it was one less thing I had to do. And I got better at the balance of that. But with our fifth baby, I knew I was going to be sick. Like, the second I found out, I'm like, okay, I'm probably going to be sick this pregnancy. So what is it going to look like for my, my company? So I decided to put it on vacation. And I'm like, I need to be just present with my kids. I need to... I know that being sick and is going to take a toll and I want to be as present with my kids as I can when I'm feeling good. And so that's kind of, that's kind of when it turned into a blog. And I realized that I liked doing dumb videos and like (laughs) making parodies to songs and, um, rewriting rap lyrics and like just (laughs) (laughs) such silly and like things that could seem so dumb to someone else that make me totally happy because it just is goofy and that's kind of my has always been my personality that I just maybe lost for a little while (laughs) and when I wasn't feeling well and it's so tired I mean pregnancy is so amazing and it's also so tiring and a lot of work so it is taxing after five years of doing that (laughs) (laughs) 
have you always had the entrepreneurial spirit? I mean, you, you started this jewelry company and... Yeah, I think I always had it, like deep down. But when I married Tom is when it kind of came to the surface because that's how he is. And he fed that like... Fire. That fire in me, yeah. And I didn't even think of it in that way necessarily when I started the companies. I wasn't like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of, it started so organically. And when I I put my shop up right before Christmas when I started it, and I'm like, oh, dang, I sh- should have come to market earlier so that people would even know it's here for Christmas. And I wasn't expecting to get any orders at all. And I had like, I don't know, like 250 orders before Christmas, which is why I was up all night. I had to fulfill them and send them off before, you know, before the Christmas deadline and before the post offices closed and all this stuff. Marrying him totally brought that out in me, even though I think that it was there the whole time. I feel like whenever I hear stories about entrepreneurs, it always comes up little sleep. <laughs> the hours like yeah. staying up so late, waking up yeah. so early. Do you think that's a requirement to have a successful business as an entrepreneur? Oh, I think there are stages where you will inevitably go through that. But I don't think it's healthy <laughs> to keep it up. And I don't think it's necessary to like sustain it. So, and there will be ups and downs in every company, I'm sure, where. I mean, when I was doing my business, I I wasn't employing people that were feeding their families. But my husband, his company is. And he and his partners that own this company, I don't know. He Tom told me one time that it's like such a wonderful burden because he loves every single employee that is there now or has been there before. And he, he prays for them individually. Like I, I watch him do this. So I know <laughs> I'm going to get emotional because I make me emotional. <laughs> I know how much he cares about all of them. And so sometimes like I see him up at night, just sleepless and he's trying to, I don't know, he's, he's thinking about them and he, so this, sorry, this particular example that I'm thinking of is he just was so sleepless one night and I'm like, are you okay? Like what's going on? And he's like, I just have feel, I'm feeling the weight that comes when you're responsible for all these employees and all of their jobs. And they all have families. If they have an average of two to three kids and, and a spouse, I'm responsible for like 300 people <laughs> and keeping the, you know, he just, he Making takes sure it very personally and very, yeah, yeah. He almost felt a direct need to make sure that all their needs were met. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think any of them even know that, but <laughs> that's just, that's just what comes like from owning a business. And so sleep, like things like that, like very little sleep, like there will be sleepless nights. There will be like <laughs> very burdensome times, like where you'll be losing sleep. But when it's self-inflicted, like staying up until all hours of the night stamping jewelry or answering emails or trying to use that time to get ahead, I don't I don't know if that is how it has to be. People might disagree with that, but I think it's important to set those boundaries where you're like, okay, sometimes I know I'm going to have to bend the rules and work, but that's not the norm. And so it makes it... Um, easier on everybody when there are those expectations of when you're home, you're home, when you're at work, you're at work. And I'm going to try not to bug you. And we do talk during the day sometimes, but I don't expect him to answer the phone when I call. We do have 
we have a little like code. If I call so many times in a row, then he knows that it's an emergency and someone needs stitches (laughs) or I'm in labor or something like that. But I don't, I think that if you are clear on setting boundaries and during the beginning, like it's hard to follow those rules and you just, you pay the price at the beginning (laughs) to grow up. It's like a newborn, right? It is. Multiple times. Exactly. Seriously. That's such a great example. The goal I feel like should be to get it to a healthy place where you can stop doing that or at least lessen Mm -hmm. (laughs) the amount of doing that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we kind of already touched on it, but today, how do you continue to be a part of his company even at this stage? I feel like at this point in time, like supporting him is how I support the company. Just because since he now has a more remote office and so he's not in the office every single day, now he's more remote. And now I feel like I'm contributing in a very small way compared to how it was then. And if I'm even contributing at all, (laughs) maybe lending my husband out is my contribution. (laughs) Um, And keeping everyone clothed and fed at home is my contribution. (laughs) Just trying to make sure that our environment is a happy, positive place that when he's home, I want it to be a place where he wants to be. And I don't want to be a wife that's complaining all the time and not making him want to come home. <laughs> I mean, I definitely do my fair share of complaining, but <laughs> it's, I feel like I have, I can contribute in different ways now by doing more to, I don't know, just kind of playing my role to be a good wife and mom and keep our home at a happy positive place where he wants to be he's excited to come home yeah so he can be more efficient in the office maybe like our conversation earlier because he wants to be able to get his work done so that he can come home yeah to spend time with you totally yes if you had to give a piece of advice (laughs) to a wife Mm -hmm. of someone who is starting a company in those early phases (laughs) what would you say aside from saying don't do it (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) No, actually, I would say do it. I would just say if it's the right thing for your family, and right doesn't mean easy. It's not going to be easy. I'll just say that right now. It's not an easy road to start a company. But if it's the right thing for your family, meaning that you both feel good about it, and like you've just decided you're going to jump feet first and hit the ground running with it, just know that... Well, there's a lot, so many things I would say, but first (laughs) just know that it's not going to be easy and that that's okay. And that you can do hard things because if you, if you shy away or like say, okay, maybe this wasn't a good idea at the first roadblock that you come to, it's not going to work. So you have to push through those things and push through it as a couple. And the stronger your marriage is, the stronger your faith is, or the stronger Whatever you're doing... You're building the foundation of your company. Yes, yes. And without even realizing it, that's the crazy thing. Because now I'm like... I look back and I didn't... Since so so many small things equal a big thing, you don't even realize that you're building that foundation. And so staying positive and staying like strong and staying together and unified during those early stages, I feel like is so important. (laughs) I'm sure we had disagreements and like fights and probably full on fights like like early on, but I don't remember those things now. I just remember that we went through something really freaking hard together and came out way stronger and with a a lot more um, valuable experience than if we had gone another route. So I think there's huge value in starting a company just like personally, just for your own personal growth. 
I don't know if that's very good advice, but no, just, that was great advice. Just oh, and you can call me anytime, and I'll give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I just I remember starting a blog post one time, and I haven't published it. I haven't even finished it, but it was called "Being the Wife of a CEO," and I remember just one of the lines in it. I, it's somewhere on my computer, but I remember writing like, "There will be nights that you are ready to go on a date night, and he'll come in." And you know the look on his face, you're not going. There's just something stressful that has happened or something that is really urgent that needs to be taken care of. And (laughs) at times you might feel neglected, not on purpose from the husband or the wife, if the wife is the one starting the company and it's opposite, opposite roles. Or if you're both starting a company (laughs) and and whatever that looks like, whatever starting a business looks like for you and your family, there's bound to be someone who's going to feel like they're not getting the time because this newborn baby business is getting a lot of time. (laughs) But um, as long as you're both aware of it, then you can work through that because that, that part doesn't last forever. As long as later down the road, really good boundaries can be set. We're not, obviously not shiny examples since we still... (laughs) We still don't, we don't have it all figured out with on that front. So there are some times well, I want Well, and I'm sure it's constantly changing too. I mean, once you absolutely. do have it, quote unquote, all figured out, yeah. some new element is going to be 100%. thrown into the mix and yeah. there you go again. And I'm sure there's times that we each want to take a hammer to each other's phones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember being pregnant and just looking at his phone and he was answering an email and I was hormonal. I was tired. I was so sick of him being on the phone, but it was an email he had to answer. I'm doing air quotes right now because <laughs> he probably did. Could he have probably answered it later? Maybe. Sometimes no. But um, so trying to figure out what is urgent and like which quadrant on the, I think, is it seven habits okay. of highly effective people? There, There's like a quadrant thing and it's quadrant one through four and finding out which quadrant that task like falls in, whether it's urgent and important, like this needs to be done right now. It's like crisis or is it important? urgent but it can be done later so trying to figure that stuff out I feel like helps a lot with the balance (laughs) because I just remember looking at his phone that one time and not that one time it's happened a lot of times (laughs) and like just fantasizing I'm like I could take a hammer and I could like smash it right now or I throw it out the car window or like I could just like I could do something terrible to that phone and I would feel good because I'm just sick of it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a computer or whatever it is because um, technology is like such a huge blessing and moves everything forward in such a more efficient and amazing way but it definitely has its downfalls <laughs> and it, sometimes it needs a timeout. do you ever do that where you jail your phones <laughs> we do we haven't done it since the baby's been born but before that just because it's been kind of chaotic and he has been traveling and we're just getting used to this new normal of having our fifth baby who's still a newborn. But we we do have nights where he'll come home and we'll just both stack our phones. And I have a little bin at the front door and we just both keep it in there. And those are my favorite nights for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we, we think we're missing out on something. Right. But it will be there later. I don't know why we think we have this urgency. Like, no, I need to see it now. Obviously, there are times when it needs to be attended to or a family member or something needs needs to talk to you and, or a friend needs you. And obviously, those are the exceptions. <laughs> but Right. The odds of that happening are pretty low. Yeah. But when you set those boundaries, 
it's more reasonable to have those exceptions because you know it's just that. It's an exception. Yeah, I do. I do like it when we jail our phones. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that was all the questions I had. So if there's any okay. other other last words. Just know that you can do it. You can do hard things. And as the spouse, like from the spouse's angle, your husband's wins are your wins. Mm-hmm. And his wins at work are your whole family's wins. <laughs> and especially when building a company, like, and if, if you have equity in that company or if there are certain goals that can be met, be met that will, like, put your family in a better position, every sacrifice that you make now makes it so that you can do more of what you want to later. So as hard as it is, as, like, frustrating and, like, as many tears that go into it, it's really is just sweat and tears it's all worth it at some point and we we believe that everything comes back to you every sacrifice that you're making down the road I don't think there's ever time that you'll be like oh I wish I didn't do that you know what I mean and even if the company that you're starting right now isn't the company that you end with everything that you're doing is setting you on that path to what you should be doing if that even makes sense (laughs) I think everything works together for your good and Every experience is a learning one, and every win for your husband or wife is a win for you. You mentioned earlier that part of the motivation in him starting his business was so that you can't end having your kids at the mm-hmm. time that you did it, so that when they are a little bit older, you can travel and you can yeah. do these cool things. Yeah. What is the ultimate dream, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What does that look like for you guys? His ultimate goal, which is also mine because that's just something he loves on the work front is he would love to consult other businesses and invest, have a venture fund where he invests in other entrepreneurs who are heading on that same path that he, he has done. (laughs) So, and I totally support that because the people that took us under their wing or gave us encouraging words or advice, or were just a soft place for us to land when things were really hard, those people are like, oh, they just hold such a special place in our hearts because they did. They helped us through some really hard times. And so we would love to be that for other people who are embarking on that path. That that would be an, an ultimate dream. We'd, yes, I'd love for him to work less. <laughs> Not because we're afraid of work or because he shies away from it at all, obviously, but just because I think for probably everyone, that family time is the ultimate goal. So we would love to travel as a family. We'd love to travel with extended family and friends and just have that flexibility, which is why you started a company in the first place, right? So that you can be writing your your story. You're not, so you're not working for somebody else. You're, I don't know, you're crafting it to fit the life that you want to live instead of like having it be the other way around. I don't know what that looks like yet since our kids are so small. Um, we talk about it, you know, all the time and we, we dream, but we're also, we also try to be realistic and say, okay, but in order to get there, what do we need to do now? <laughs> well, thank you so much for letting me, for having me ask these questions. Of course. I feel honored that I got to, Sarah's already been recruited for another podcast, oh, but geez, I got her no. first. <laughs> anyway, thanks, awesome. Anna. Thanks so much. I had so much fun interviewing Sarah and getting to meet her in real life. And I learned a lot from the interview, both while we were were recording it and also just re-listening to it after. And one of the things that just isn't 
was so impressive about her to me is just how incredibly positive she is. I don't know if it was fully explained, but she gets really, really sick during her pregnancies to the point where she has to go into a clinic and have IV therapy multiple times a week just to keep enough fluids in her body because she throws up almost everything she eats. And I was not even nearly that sick with Lydia and I was basically a waste of a person and so grumpy all the time. And so it's amazing to me that she maintains this optimism and positivity even during such a hard thing. And I think that's another aspect of her life and Tom's life as well, where they don't shy away from hard things. I think human nature is to stay away from hard things and not to approach them, but the Clarks don't have that mentality. They are willing to go forward into hard things, and I think that's a really, really cool thing to learn from. And then the last thing I just wanted to highlight that she said was the idea of making sure that we're making our homes a really loving and safe place for our husbands or our spouse to come home to after work. We don't want to be complaining about how hard our day was or how the kids were misbehaving because that doesn't really make them motivated to work hard and come home. Meeting Sarah and Tom, I know this sounds dramatic, but quite literally changed the course of our lives. And I really think that what they had to say about life and families and starting a company could be beneficial to a lot more people than just Stephen and me. So if you've learned something or if you've enjoyed what you've heard, if you could find a friend to share it with, that would be really awesome to be able to get this podcast in the hands of more people. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.